0: If you put on push-in, it doesn't immediately make you want to go do illegal shit, illegal ass shit, then, like, something is fucking wrong with you.
1: From the 20-ounce the liquid deaths to the Topo Chico's. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I've switched <laughs> to some bubblies this week. I, I mean, I have to make sure that Ari is here just so we can fucking split one. Like, I've got them in the fridge, but yeah. I can't open one alone.
1: Yeah, like, I'm not drinking 20 ounces in, in one sitting. Like, by the time I get to the back half of it, it's fucking warm at that point. <laughs> it's
0: insane how much liquid it is.
1: Yeah, dude, we um we fucked up not going to the Western Conference Finals tonight, honestly.
0: I was wondering if you were gonna be going.
1: Yeah, I like. I thought about it. I I'm assuming it's gonna go to six games at least, so I might catch when yeah. they come back around for game five. But nosebleeds were two hundred and fifty dollars for I know, shit seats,
0: and it's I've like because I was like game one, I was like maybe it won't be that bad. And yeah, yeah.
1: It's only gonna get worse too, but. We'll see how it pans out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back. This is Totally Biased Music, not sports. And I would say we have a normal episode for you today, but we don't. Um, It is just Christian and I. We had to call an audible last minute because Trey is sick, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes. Basically, what happened was he pitched a Pine Grove album to Christian and I. He knew that we would rip it to shreds, (laughs) (laughs) and he got scared and bailed last minute. Um, his actual excuse is he's sick. I think he has Wook flu. He hasn't been to a festival or anything recently, but I can just like, he probably shared a cigarette with a homeless man or something and got extremely sick from it. Um, 100% what happened. <laughs> so he it's is like not here. with are... in Asheville. Yeah, exactly. And we are not doing uh Pine Grove. Instead, we're going to do the house is burning by Isaiah Rashad. Um, Christian, you kind of picked this one, so why would you think it was a good album to do? This was something that, like, I think
0: at the beginning of last year, I on my Discover Weekly, Headshots came up, and it's off of this album. And I just fucking... I had no idea who Isaiah Rashad was, and it was my first intro to him. Like, his, his voice lyrically, like, the song just made me fucking melt that little intro. He's like, cool. He's like, I got a jam. Yeah. And then he, fucking I got a jam, <laughs> jam. It goes into it. It's just fucking hooked me. And I started diving in and to this album and his previous works and all kinds of stuff by him and came across Chad by him, which ended up being my 2022 top, song on my Spotify rap for the year I yep, fucking listened to that. that much. And it is one of those songs that I can without a doubt rinse on fucking repeat and it does not get old. And um yeah, when we didn't know what to do when fucking Trey Bailed with Whoop Flu from the homeless people in Asheville, we were like, <laughs> what the fucking like Audible. And I was like, oh this will be perfect. And it has been a minute since I've rinsed this album front to back and holy fuck. Yeah. I mean, it just,
1: it's fucking great. It's fucking great. And I hadn't listened to it, like, I I listened to it when it first came out. I had listened to a little Isaiah Rashad. um, But then his, this album came out and his Coachella show after this album came out was fucking nuts. Like, I saw clips of it. I heard about it. It was crazy. And so I was like, all right, I need to listen to this whole album. And I mean, we'll get into it later, but there's just so many tracks on this that I listened to religiously religiously. And like when we saw him at Bonnaroo, that was probably Bonnaroo last year was really hip hop heavy, which was awesome because Bonnaroo has never really been like that. And so there was a ton of hip hop shows I was excited for, but honestly, none more than this. And like, he played at like five on Sunday, like sun sun was going down and he just had a fucking killer set and he they they came out the the mayor of chattanooga where he's from came out and gave him a key to the city and told everybody that that i think it was june 18th was now officially isaiah rashad day in chattanooga tennessee which was fucking sick and like you could just tell he was really happy about it and over the moon and the show was and like it was just shanai and i for the first half of it like the rest of our crew wasn't really excited about it and we just had a fucking blast so i've I've really enjoyed listening to the album again cuz it kind of took me back to last year. Um was it not like completely was his show not just rowdy
0: like packed out or at least just packed the fuck out with him being from Tennessee?
1: It was pretty I mean so it was midday and like you know Sunday at Bonnaroo. It's like everybody's kind of dragging ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, where you go tough. on
1: Sunday and like you can tell people in the crowd were really starting to feel it in their bodies from being there that long. Oh, yeah. So um the pit was really active, but no, it was not like, I mean, he played on the witch stage, which realistically he probably should have played like a tent, but it, it worked for like the vibe of his set, but there was not, it wasn't like packed, like ask the dick, like it would be for like a Saturday night show or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still enough people um for it to be a really good time. So yeah it was it was nice um so with that you want to you want to just launch into top three just fucking start it off
0: yeah go for it my number one it has to be chad just because that song literally ran my fucking 2022 as far as anything that i listen to it's just one of those ones (laughs) he says i He says, I just put A blades on a bulletproof range. I could cripple Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. I was like, bro.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, the the beat is great in it. And just like, he has a lot of songs in the album that are like this that are kind of just like boppy, like kind of head bob, like bounce up and down. Yeah. It's just
0: like these melty kind of like vibes in his voice and. Like, his lyrical style supplements to them so well. They're not, like, this crazy production. It's just fucking smooth as butter.
1: Yeah. His voice is perfect for it, too. Like, his his voice yeah. just fits, fits his type of music really well.
0: Yeah. My number two, I've got Headshots, just because that's how I was, like, introduced before even diving into this album. Um, that little intro into the fucking beat is just and yeah. the lyrics uh what does he say numero uno might just kick shit like judo judo giving out hoes not kudos kudos number three i've got r.i.p young say i'm a cool cat fuck that tell them bitches i'm a top dog which is the label he signed to right? yes like, like, yes And my honorable mentions, like, Dark Side, All Herb, or Classic on this album. And then even when I didn't, like, initially and started to dig this last listen through was what you said. It's, like, this vibey fucking, like, pimp album. Like, if a real-ass pimp had real-ass hoes in, like, Brooklyn, (laughs) this is, like, shit he'd be vibing around the streets to.
1: Yeah, dude. It Like, I don't know why I got, when I re-listened today... When I got to what you said, I just pictured somebody riding around in a, con- in a convertible, drinking orange juice. I don't know why. Yeah. Like that was yeah, the yeah. first thing that came to mind. It was just riding, nice sunny day in Los Angeles, and like top down, drinking some orange juice. Like that's the yeah. vibe it gives off.
0: Exactly. So Hell are, yeah. Yeah, those are all mine. Honorable mentions. I've got like half this album. I feel like in my top, but fuck it.
1: Yeah. Um. So ours is a little different. My. Number one top song, favorite song in the whole album is Claymore. I love Ooh, the way Claymore rides. Like it's it's slow and just the the way that he kind of does this like melodic sing song during the chorus. Smino like it, it just yeah, 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 Um and yeah. he just like that song, and that's been my favorite song on this album since it came out. And when we saw him at Rue, he played the whole set. And hadn't played Claymore. And I looked at Schneider, I was like, if he finishes this set without playing Claymore, I'm gonna be devastated. Last fucking song of the set closes with Claymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so oh, happy. Yeah. But I just love like I love the beat on it. I love how it gets into like the the crux of the beat, right? It starts at that beginning portion. There's like a soft beat, it like kind of lays out in this melodic, kind of wavy like beat he does the intro and then when he gets into it it starts to pick up which i think is really really nice um second one r.i.p young i love that fucking i love this that song that's what he opened coachella with that was like the first clip i saw and he came out and uh like he came out screaming he was like you work to work we late to work and oh, everybody in the crowd that. was just fucking <laughs> bouncing up and down going nuts and so every time i listen to it, it just takes me to like a very happy, bouncy place for a hip hop song. Like I just love that song. It's it's very high sure, energy yeah. and it's a lot of fun. Um and then Score with Sizzle and Black. I love this song. It's like it's kind of it reminds you a lot of Claymore. Um but it's just like a it's like a peaceful song and just it's a nice sound to it. And obviously Sizza's fucking Sizzle. Like her feature yeah. It is so <laughs> she comes in and you're like, it's ah! so good. it's so fucking that one, good. My,
0: no, never mind. I was like, I wonder. I was curious what the streams were on that one, but it was one of my favorites too. That fucking just absolutely is such a fucking vibe.
1: Yeah, and that's actually surprising that you would think with SZA because this was around the time SZA went through that kind of like random peak in her career where like I feel like everybody was listening to SZA. And, yeah, and then just
0: dropped off out of nowhere
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and so i'm surprised that it doesn't have more listens but um i'm listening to it as i as i talk about it but man i i just love that song a lot and then um honorable mentions headshots fucking great obviously from the garden with little uzi vert track two came out busting came out busting that shit is so fucking good and that song is extreme that's like one of the the Probably the hypest song of the whole album, so that's that's definitely an honorable mention for me. Um, and then Chad, Chad's also an honorable mention. I didn't have it in the top three, but I do just, love that song. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, yeah, and I like. It's interesting his dynamic with, honestly, Top Dog as a label. Like their dynamic is really fucking interesting. I mean, if you even just look at Kendrick and Schoolboy and Isaiah. It's, like, all three very different types of rap music, right? Like, specifically Isaiah compared to Schoolboy Q. Like, Schoolboy Q is hard-ass fucking rap music. Like, you're not going to show Schoolboy Q to someone who doesn't listen to hip-hop and doesn't like hip-hop, right?
0: Yeah, but it's, like, I see some similar, like, a lot of similarities looking at the top artists just for top dog entertainment with Isaiah Rashad as far as maybe not you know like Schoolboy being super hard but i see similarities as far as like some of the production that Schoolboy uses and some of the production that's like through these other artists like even reason and isaiah rashad with j-rock and ab soul like there are parallels there i think as far as the production
1: yeah that's fair i used to think like in one thing about him i like that like labels kind of fall in this trap especially like hip-hop labels where a lot of their artists start to sound super similar and they all kind yeah, of yeah. like use the same producers and 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 have the same sounds and have the same features and i feel like when you when you look at isaiah into schoolboy into kendrick like they all kind of have set their own tone and their own like vibe to their music that works individually for who they are but they can still collaborate with one another and it it'd be a good song um but i thought it was cool that's what remember. i was gonna
0: that's what I was gonna say. Is like having them collaborate and it still work, and they still like supplement each other extremely well. With like Schoolboy Absol, I know works with Isaiah Rashad and Reason a good bit. Reason and Isaiah Rashad are on stuff together all the time, and their styles are perfect. With like Sizzla it's like fucking insanely crazy label
1: yeah reason too. reason is very when you when you resent me that song i listened to it again i was like this dude (laughs) fucking slaps like this shit is really good top dog just like they just have a label that's like apart from kendrick i don't none of their rappers are like you know super popular mainstream rappers and it's but they still put out such great fucking projects like they just know how to know how to make hip-hop music um okay bottom three this is uh this was a little tougher for me um because i don't i just like the album so much i like him so much that i don't want to pick bottom songs but i do have a couple but what did you have i actually only have
0: two as well it was really hard to pick from these um you're gonna hate this one so i'm sorry ahead of time but it's oh no from the bottom with or from the garden sorry a little oozy vert Really? I just ne- I've never been a huge fan of him. And I think one thing I realized is in some rap songs, I don't like when choruses are repeated almost to a fault, where yeah. it's that fucking came out busting, came out busting. It's yeah. like, uh, okay. <laughs> It almost like kills me through the song. Like maybe like six times. You can stop it. Yeah, six yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end, I was just like, all right, but the beat fucking rides. So Yeah. Um, My number two is Don't Shoot. And it's not really for any other reason other than I feel like the production levels make a really washed out sound to where. The vocals aren't like clear throughout. The beat also isn't clear throughout. And then they kind of clash together. And that was really, it just,
1: it just felt washed out. Like that
0: was the only reason.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, I noticed that listening today. It's like, that is really like the only way to, to describe it. It's like, you can't really hear what he's saying, but then you can't really focus on the beat either. It's like this weird, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, and I like the yeah. beat. Like if it were an instrumental, like I would be like, this is really great. But there's something yeah. about when he gets on it that, I don't know. It's they do a weird thing with his voice that just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it's like the levels are just washed out in the fucking production It just clashes because his voice isn't some like super high hard type thing. It has to like melt within everything else and this just yeah. clashed hard. What about you?
1: Um so bottom three, I this is weird. It was like a three-track run for me, but it it's basically eight through ten. So hey Mista, into true story, into what you said. Um, it's weird like honestly I think the the highlight of this album is like when he doesn't have features or like when the features are very minimal I think it really shines so it's like Hey Mist I expected to really like and I can't remember thinking back if I enjoyed it on the first listen but his voice kind of is the same thing that you were just talking about on Don't Shoot it's like this weird like his voice is really soft the production is really soft and like I don't know, something is lacking there. I don't know exactly what it is, but it just doesn't, doesn't really work for me. I mean, it may grow on me listening to it more. Um, true story, I really don't like anything about it. And I hate to say that because like, I like J-Rock, but like the J-Rock and J-Worthy feature don't do it for me. Isaiah doesn't do it for me. The beat doesn't do it, it for just me. Kinda,
0: it was just kind of there. And yeah. I, with those like features, I was expecting so much more out of it. And when it really started to get into it, I was just like, I was honestly kind of just let down in general.
1: Yeah. And when it goes into the chorus, like the chorus is really jarring. It like takes me out of the song. It's like they're kind of rapping yeah. and they're kind of on this, like this hi-hat that they're hitting or snare throughout the, the whole song. And then the chorus comes in and it kind of just randomly stops and slows down. And I, I don't know. I don't no. Nah, I don't like it.
0: It was on this wave where it almost had me hooked. Like, I was like, okay, like, I think. And then the course hit. And like you said, just pulled me right out of it. I was like, nope. <laughs>
1: just kidding. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Um, and then what you said, like, what you said is just boring to me. That's it. Like, there's not any, like, specific crit- critique with it. It's just, like, in an album that's, to me, has been really – a lot of it has been really fun and upbeat. When it's not, it has – Kind of this beautiful melodic sound to it. What you said, like falls somewhere in between, and it just doesn't. It just falls short for me. Like it's just not really doesn't really fit anywhere to me, which I thought was strange. But apart what from that, it's in
0: my fucking honorable mention, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just I don't know. It that doesn't fucking rides. It doesn't do it for me. But I fair, mean, fair. Sixteen tracks, like literally, apart from that three track run, eight, nine, and ten. There's not much on this album that I do not like and don't want to listen to. You know, I, I like so much of it. He did such a good job. Um, I want to get into Isaiah like as a whole um, for a little bit. So I don't know if you knew this about his sex tape that leaked. Did you hear about all that stuff?
0: Yeah, with uh, with some guy, and he had yeah. like an interview. I think with I don't remember who he did an interview. He did with like, Joe, Joe Budden. Budden or somebody.
1: Yes, which like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, so this sex tape leaked of him with another guy, and like obviously when that happened, like in the hip hop community, it's a fucking huge deal. Like they just don't. It, that's extremely forever for you know whatever reason that's been extremely frowned upon within the hip hop community. Um. Yeah. But this this sex tape came out like basically against his will and kind of altered the course of his career and his mental state. And I think that. The House is Burning is almost like a culmination of that, of kind of like where he was when this before the album came out and then when he started working on it and that sex tape leaked. And I thought it was crazy with Coachella. He opened the set with playing a bunch of clips of like. Like hip hop personalities and media people talking about him and like talking about how his career was over and how like it was such a catastrophe and all this stuff. And then he just comes out and with a fucking banger, like just comes out with RIP Young, basically like, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And I thought it was really cool. But this, this Rolling Stone article they had was called Isaiah Rashad had the courage to start over. And one of the questions they asked him was, so ultimately, what does the house is burning mean to you? And he said, it's like a scenario that either you can lay down with the flames or die from trying to hold on to the material things and shit like that, or you can get out in a timely manner. If it all burns down, you're still going to try to figure it out, right? Because if not, you might as well just lay in that motherfucker. You have to start over shit. Sometimes you start over two, three, four times, five, six times. It's just that type of shit. That's all it means. You got to have the courage to keep thinking like the shit they used to have on these walls motioning into the classroom posters surrounding him character traits perseverance and they said ah the little posters with the white and black background so you feel good about the album you feel like you were courageous and he said i do i feel like i'm courageous which i thought was great like i think he really nails it like he he went through a bunch of shit and found a way especially in a community that doesn't doesn't embrace that and doesn't accept it and encourage it and found a way to come out of it which I thought was fucking awesome. And I think you can hear it in the album. Like a lot of it is fun and upbeat and the ones that aren't are kind of introspective, which I really like about it. Wait, so did the sex tape stuff happen prior
0: to this album or after? Because I thought that it was after and he was going to be like releasing, had like other, another album in the works and was going to be releasing something and then like pretty much scrapped it because that sex tape got leaked or whatever.
1: Let's see. Let me look. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was before, but I could be wrong about that. It may have been right after the album came out. Featuring him. So May. Tw- when did this album come out? Can you look that up? Because this. Yeah. Try to address the podcast, ladies. Joe Button, fucking Joe Budden. and that's another thing with that <laughs> with that Joe Budden interview. Like, Joe Budden is such a fucking douche. The entire time, he just like. You can tell he like doesn't like it and doesn't understand it and seem about it at all, and just keeps pressing him on like the most random shit like yeah, I say yeah. it, like
0: it's, its this came out june twenty one
1: okay, so yeah, this happened early, so he did the interview in twenty twenty two
0: yeah so what i think ha- i thought i think that he had stuff released and people like in the community in the rap community were pretty much like raking him across the coals. so i think think some of the songs on the new album were alluding to kind of like his new exploration and self and starting over and and people kind of were giving him a hard time about that being sexually fluid and he pretty much scrapped the fucking album it's fucking crazy dude which just like And for him to come out and do that interview and to talk about that kind of stuff, especially in community that you're right, I feel like it just isn't very widely accepted or even just like, you know, without even being accepted or or just giving people the opportunity to be who they are and still accept their music and appreciate their music when they're these great artists. It's just, it sucks because it's just this environment that people don't feel comfortable enough to be themselves to put out great pieces of work.
1: Yeah, and that's like it's crazy because there's people that are like there are probably still people that are never gonna listen to this album simply because of like that type of bigotry. Like they don't wanna they don't wanna listen to music like that, and it's a great product, and it's just sad to see that he's kind of wrapped up in that. And it's sad to see that like the hip hop community as a whole is still on that train. Like they haven't moved past that, which I think is fucking no. pathetic. Like yeah, and even like Lil Nas X, who's like I'm not a huge Lil Nas X fan, but like The dude was insanely popular and he's been open about how like other rappers don't want to work with him and how the BET awards have snubbed him from like awards that he should have won essentially just because he's like a flamboyant gay man. And it's like you're really going to discredit someone's discography because of shit like that. It's it's crazy to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, look at Prince. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> look, at, I mean, look at look at base nectar you know i think there's yeah, something yeah. going on there too so <laughs> um yeah so the um i i couldn't find a rolling stone rolling stone review of it um but pitchfork gave it a seven and a half <coughs> They said the TDE rapper returns the newfound poise and even joy, taking R&B, southern rap, and his uh, inimitable lyrical style and casting into a sophisticated collage. Uh, so that's pretty solid. Um, they Metacritic total reviews equal out to 82, which is also really solid. Clash gave it a 9 out of 10. So critically, I mean, I think critically it received decent reviews and like obviously the fans loved it, which I thought was really cool because it's a good piece of work. But what do you think out of 10?
0: I'm going to give this. It might be one of my highest ratings I've ever done on the pod. I'm going to give this a nine. Damn. Like I fucking love this album. I love just the vibe of it. And
1: yeah, nine for me. Holy shit. That's a big Mm -hmm. one. Um. I'm going to give it an eight, um, which is also pretty high, but it's a fucking great album. And like I said, like those three tracks are the only ones I don't really enjoy listening to. And so I like, as a whole, there's just pieces of it that really, really fucking work. I love his voice. I love the production on it. And I'm excited to see what he does next. You know, it's been, I didn't realize it was 2021 when this came out. So, I mean, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since he's released something. So I hope, within at least the next year that he he comes out with something that you know we can listen to again but he's a great artist and I'm excited to see what he does in the future. Um, yeah, he just put when, out
0: a song with uh Reason and Kimbe Kimbe or Kimbe X, Kimbe X called yeah, the, basement. the Basement. And him Yeah, yeah, which is pretty fucking cool. It's super super slow but it still rides.
1: Yeah, it kind of works for him. That style of music, like that style of hip hop works for him honestly. Um Yeah. But and he, he cares really, really
0: well with Reason on stuff.
1: Yeah, and I like Reason's voice a lot too. Um, anything else you want to say about Isaiah or the album as a whole?
0: Just be you, Isaiah. If you're listening to this, <laughs> just know Totally Bias reason. we support you,
1: know, you. We support you, dog. We're your biggest fans, you know what? And we're all like, you know, kind of on – we're all fluid too with our sexuality, so we get it. Or at least me and yeah. Christian are, you know. I don't know about Trey. I don't know what he's got going on. Trey, yeah, Trey may be, you know, full gay, ball. maybe on the fence. We we, <laughs> haven't, we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> uh, so, hell yeah. Um, That was The House is Burning, Isaiah Rashad. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. It's really fucking good. I think you guys will really enjoy it, especially if you like hip-hop music. Even if you don't, I think it's an album that people can – can listen to and enjoy if they're not big hip-hop fans. So give it a shot. Um, All right, you want to move on to some Rides or Dies? Let's do it. Um, Tell me, introduce your song real quick so I can pull it up. Damn, DeBro,
0: straight up. I forgot what I (laughs) sent (laughs) you. It's, uh... (sighs) Fucking hell. I have it in my text. I can go look. Yeah, I got it. It's called Sound Pellegrino. There we go. It's by uh, Low Polly, who I had found just, I think, a few months ago and just kind of came across the song. And it's got like this fucking, it's kind of got a little squirrel Dog vibe. It's kind of got a little, it's just a little heavier on the dubstep side, but I've been riding it a bunch recently.
1: Hell yeah. Um... It's by Low Polly why is this like so hard for me to find on spotify like okay there. i don't it is. know what the fuck is going on dude i'm gonna uh fast forward it into when it really picks up i think it's like this yeah. far in man this thing this is hard as fuck and i like like i did not expect this going it when you said like it gave skrillex vibes i thought that it was gonna be kind of his newer stuff and then when uh-huh. this shit dropped i was like it <laughs> took me by surprise i was on my couch like oh fuck bro <laughs> uh, so it was uh it was really good i like it a lot where did you find these
0: guys i think on soundcloud some shit just randomly pulls up or somebody's like reposting something, and I'm like, oh, let's fucking let's see how this goes.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. I like it a lot. Fuck um, that. so hard rides for me. Um, my song is Drug Dealers Anonymous by Jay Z and Pusha T. Um, and honestly, I don't even know where to start because i love both the verses so much i'll start with uh with push a tease. i think it starts around here <laughs> Valentino Summers and Wave Runners. Chains on my niggas like slave runners. Drug dealers anonymous. How many Madonnas can that Mazda fit? My brick talk is more than obvious, it's ominous. Garage is the phantom. Ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. Blonde mauve, Hawk the collection. I'm Dennis Rodman. The money count is the only moment of silence. Cause hush money balances all this drugs and violence. Hat trick
0: under my mattress. Date I stop, steal, has an asterisk after after all i can make a call this i mean <laughs> dude pusher just like if this if you put on pusher and it doesn't immediately make you want to go do illegal shit illegal ass shit then like something is fucking wrong with you the shit rides
1: Dude, it Rides. is <laughs> one of my favorite lines, I stopped it right before it, but um, he says, After all, I can make a call. I can baptize a brick as I wash away my sins like a Catholic. Who the fuck ain't mastered this? America's nightmares and Flint. Children of a lesser God when your melanin's got a tent. So <laughs> fucking sick, dude. But really, to me, the highlight is... The Tommy Loren sample. Do you remember Tommy Loren? The, no. She was a newscaster on Fox News. She had long blonde hair. You'd recognize her if I sent you a picture. Oh, of her. Yeah, 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 I do. So, Jay-Z flips a sample of her saying, your husband was a drug dealer. For 14 years, he sold crack cocaine. And it was her talking about Beyonce, but she's talking about Jay-Z selling drugs. And he fucking flips it, uses the sample, and the whole verse is basically about how he, like, beat his charges. And, like, I love Jay-Z's verse. Like, but the whole, the funny thing to me is, like, it really is the perfect allegory for, like, and he talks about it in the verse, but it's, like, the perfect allegory for how this country views criminals. Because, like, he was a criminal in his past, but now, like, he's a Republican's wet dream, dude. He's a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Like he he owns sports teams, like he's a he's an entrepreneur, like he's this successful businessman. But all they're ever going to see him as, because he's a black man, is a criminal. Like that'll never yep. change people like that. And so I think the verse is is fucking sick. Although <laughs> I gotta ask you how you feel about this line at the very end. Counting with my right whipping white with my left wrist. Damn, Daniel, FBI, <laughs> keep bringing them all white vans through. <laughs> Not at that age to you? Because I still listen to it and cringe a little bit. Because, like, the damn Daniel means you're funny then. Yeah.
0: yeah, the fact that it's damn Daniel, I'm like, god damn it. If he just left that out, we could have just,
1: would have been great. It would have been oh. perfect to end it with counting with my right, whipping white with my left wrist.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's throw, all he needed.
1: Then he had to throw in the damn Daniel reference. Which I think some is like funny. fucking
0: intern, like for the production company, it was like, fucking, old. like, look at this meme. And he's like,
1: damn, damn
0: he's like, I'm throwing this on the track. Immediate fail. So bad. Uh, it
1: just aged poorly, but still, yeah, great song, great verse. Hell Good yeah. Tomorrows. Um, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit here. I got some I got some bangers for you today. Oh, uh, let's do it! I had to come correct taking Trey's segment from him. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second iteration of Blake's terrible Twitter takes. I am your host, Blake. Okay, so these all stem from one tweet and the tweet is what's a tweet that's so canna in your mind you make shorthand references to it even if people might not know what you're talking about so it's people (laughs) posting screenshots of those tweets so the first one is a set of four tweets and it says anytime i'm at the grocery store i think of this guy's tweets first one Getting escorted out by a grocery store staff at closing time. Come on, guys. Just one last grocery. Next week. Long lines at the grocery store. New grocery must have come out. Next one. Waiting in line to get into Trader Joe's with all the other grocery fans. Next one. Got to the grocery store just in time. Got the last grocery. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. And then this one you're going to love. Um, this one comes from Bravo Cooley. He says, you could do anything on 2007, 2012 Twitter. I showed people how to cook crack in the microwave and nothing happened. Now I can't even call a fat bitch fat.
0: <laughs> it's a sad <laughs> world that it has become.
1: It's it really sad, is. Sad it's a world. Send the flood. This one is, um, this is from a girl. I feel the need to to preface this tweet. With this. A woman tweeted this, but the tweet is, I do not support all women. Some of you bitches are very dumb. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's another one. This person said, why the mafia isn't a fucking aesthetic, a thread? And then someone responded and said, I cook a pizza. (laughs) And they responded to them and said, go fuck yourself. Seriously, I can't with these people anymore. I hate you all from the bottom of my heart, you ignorant pieces of shit. (laughs) okay this one reminded me of you um okay oh, i never tip male waiters hit the oil rig n-word
0: <laughs> i mean honestly it's like a day's work bitch
1: honestly okay i got two more and this is uh this is the second best one so it's this guy tweeted I'm high. I made this hamburger helper with no milk. This shit tastes like cargo pants. And someone said, why do you know what cargo pants taste like? And he just said, I'd be in situations. (laughs) Since I read that tweet a week ago, I've been casually dropping whenever I get into a predicament. I'd be in situations.
0: I'd be in situations.
1: (laughs) Anything that happens. And then here is the magnum opus. Thirty-eight-year-old girlfriend still who still says "sweet Trump summer child." Quote: They're debating whether "pog" is is a slur, and I just can't with this hell site today. <laughs> Me who heard "pog" and got so hard that I got not nauseous. I think I have COVID. <laughs>
0: Dude, what, I mean, just one of my immediate like porn time comes around pog like the first thing i'm pulling up
1: i, think and I, I type it obvious. and i type it
0: in all caps all every time i don't type of it in low caps when searching it
1: of course you have to <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah those were those are my favorite i have them all saved because like they're they just make me laugh whenever i'm having a bad day <laughs> wait d- d- what does pog stand for fat ass white girl. But P
0: H A T, yeah, P- yeah P-H-A-T. All, right, all right cool. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, Christian, <laughs> you got anything else to say?
0: <laughs> That's <it>. I'm freaked <laughs> up. you said hard. <laughs> I'm ready for this shit to end, bro.
1: You got, you got so hard. I got nauseous. I think I have COVID. <laughs> okay well guys it was a short one but there's only two of us so we hope you enjoyed um we back in two weeks hopefully trey will be recovered by then he he may have covid or i don't know (laughs) you might have watched the pog video we're not sure but uh we hope you guys enjoyed it so uh christian thanks for doing a duo episode it was fun bro yes sir see ya (laughs) I'm gonna exercise a bit. Keep it 1-1. Play more, less <laughs> swing. It's almost like control.